And good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flight Test Community Podcast. You probably at this point are being driven a little crazy by us saying this so many times over, but we cannot begin to stress how important it really is and how helpful it is if you take our little survey. And so this is our uh, little plead. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead, hop over to our new website, which is ftccpodcast.com forward slash survey and that will be how you can log in answer some quick questions five sections so it's a little bit detailed um, but it will really really help benefit the show it will help move the show in a new direction and we seriously appreciate everyone who has answered the survey so far Um, just let everybody know we will cut the survey off on april 1st so if you're listening to this after april 1st of 2017 uh, the survey is already finished Um, we appreciate your uh, desire uh, to finish uh, the survey and complete the survey for us Um, but at this time uh, we uh, we're going to cut it off as of april 1st so again Thank you so much for listening to this episode uh, with uh, Crash Recovery, a.k.a. Ryan Papp. We hope you enjoy, and we will catch you guys uh, this upcoming Sunday uh, with the guys of RC uh, After Hours. Uh, so Chris Roncaglione, uh, Mike, and Andre will be on the show uh, to talk about their new podcast and do a little bit of a collab uh, between us and them. So we're really looking forward to that. So thank you again uh, for listening to me here this evening, and we will be back this Sunday, recording live Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m., and uh, we look forward to catching you guys on YouTube. Look out for the notifications. If you haven't done so already, make sure you ring the bell. Okay, now we should be good. Okay. So that was a long five seconds. Well, I I started to feel awkward. I I was like, is he waiting for me to introduce? Is that what I'm doing after five (laughs) seconds? And I was like, oh, has it been five seconds? Or then it was like, it feels like 10 seconds. And you were (laughs) just about to do the whole crash cash thing where they would screw with them on it, like at four seconds, say something. Right. They spent like five minutes trying to do it. Introduce us up, Pat. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of the Flight Test Community Cast. I'm Patrick Murphy, joined here with my co-host, Mike Finley, and our hey, guest buddy. host today, Ryan Papp, who is Crash Recovery from the FT Forum. Ryan's, uh, Ryan's, up, Ryan's been around a long time, and I think Ryan has the dubious honor of being the first Flight Test Community member I ever met in person. 
the day we went to uh, Warbirds over Delaware. Ah, yes. Yeah. Was that three years ago now? Four? I don't know. Uh, three or four. Yeah. It's it's long yeah, enough it to be snow. That was the year we screwed around and we ran into uh, yeah, Matt uh, Hodges and, Matt uh, and his partner was actually, they were FaceTiming with uh, it was Fred. Musty. <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. I enjoyed that show. Yeah, we so so Fred with Fred Fly Monkey told us, okay, you guys, you have to go meet Mac Hodges and the crew. So we made a point. We walked by a couple times, stopped in, and we we talked to him. And and uh, I I said to Mac, I said, I'm going to tell you, this guy told me to mention his name, and the best response you can give me is, who? <laughs> and then I said Fred po- Provost, and he goes, oh Fred. And I was like, damn it, I was hoping he'd say, I don't know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> And his partner goes, oh, wait, but we're chatting with him right now. Here, look. Yeah, yeah. And he goes Chris like this, Noble's coming out shot. with the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a good time that day. Yeah, that was, uh, that was not the year that Mac finally retired to be 29 uh, because he, he crashed it last at Warbirds of Delaware. But I think that was uh, uh, two years ago now that he did it. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Two, yeah. yeah and, did oh he do it the year after we did it? I think it was when? two years after we did it. Not sure, though. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I'm not about to go check yeah. out, look for pictures on that. So I guess, the, you right. know, I'm already looking at the chat and something that somebody said earlier that maybe not everyone knows our um, um, forum name. So, Pat, why don't you tell everybody your forum name? I already put it up there on the chat, but I am oh, Earthside Teacher on the forum. Yep, and I am the magic one. I'm Crash Recovery. There you go. Now everybody knows ours. Of course, Joel is not with us tonight, if you can't tell. He's feeling yeah, a little under the weather. If you didn't notice, none of us have a British accent. Yeah, none of us have a British accent tonight, but I believe his is, oh, I can't even remember, but everybody calls him Baby Brit, so that's just what we're going to call him. Yeah, he's Baby Brit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot what his name is on the forum. I can't remember right now either. It's Baby Brit. <laughs> well, it's that British thing, I think. Yeah. So. That's a, we got an audience tonight. I like yeah, this. It's pretty good. Right. 17 people watching. Yeah, right 17. That's awesome. It must be Ryan. Yeah, or maybe they I highly it. doubt that. Maybe they heard Joel wasn't going to be on. That may that could be. <laughs> that could be it. Between between Ryan being on and Joel not being on, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not getting into that. So so Mike, what you been up to lately, man? Um well, I took some time off Monday and Tuesday. And also on Friday, and just knew I was going to be able to fly. And the wind's been blowing between 20 and 30 miles an hour every day. Every day I took off. And, of course, I had to go to uh, El Paso. Right. Um, what was it? Tuesday or Wednesday and Thursday. And it was beautiful down there. But, of course, I didn't take anything to fly because I knew it wouldn't be there very long. And wish I would have because I would have been able to fly. But, eh, that's the way it goes. So, um, been trying to work on my wing a little bit, my mini arrow. I haven't done a lot of it, but uh, picked it up a couple of times and, you know, did a couple of little things to it, but I still got to finish putting it together. Servo's in the wings now. Um, I got to cut um, the space out for the pot and then just, uh, uh, I've already got the uh, power pot built. I just don't have the motor in it. So I'll just put everything in it and I'm Crash. hoping, I'm hoping next week I'll have it done and pro- hopefully even made it. Oh, cool. Yeah, when it comes time to put in the electronics, that's when I walk away from things, too. Oh, no, that's reason. when I'm ready to go then. It's no, see, putting up. in servos and 
putting in servos. It's the, it, you know what it is? It's the control rods. Because I always have to go around and like literally there's been times when I'm taking the big ass, the big magnets that Tommy gave us at Flight Fest last year. And I put them on a metal pole. I have it over there. That's, that's my screw and everything finder. And I've literally like just waved that thing around in the basement until I'm like, there's got to be a control rod on the ground somewhere around here. <laughs> and sure enough, I'll find one. But, but like, I'm, I have blown through so many control rods. I've got to restock. I have to. I have to restock. <laughs> now, I do have a hundred of those little marker flags, but I think the is a little bit uh, for, for some of the smaller uh, points. Man, are you uh, are you uh, uh, your family downloading a lot of stuff right now or something? Am I jerky? You're you're a little choppy now and again. So Ryan, while he's doing that, what have you been up to? Besides working like a dog, um, and Pat will chime in here in a little bit, but uh, we went up to swap meet Saturday. Yeah. Oh my God, what I've been there twice. I didn't go last year, but I went this year. It's let's see, they've got two big main halls and like two smaller little side areas and there's just some of them are just incredible aircraft that they've got there and the one place uh he, he guys have been there for apparently for like 40 years he said um josh bought his jug from him two years ago mm-hmm. so i got there before these guys um we said 10 o'clock but apparently they run on woman time and decided to run a little late <laughs> so, hey now. Hey, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we said, so, we said 1030, uh, 1030 to 11. I never we, got we that message. Or maybe it was 10 to 1030. No, it was 1030 to 11. Anyways, so I got there at 10, but so I was able to wander around and I was literally going with my phone and I'm going, okay, I like this. I like that. And I was, I don't know if I still have the message. I'll have to show you. Those are all the tables that I found that I had something I wanted to show. Oh, wow. So I had like one, two, three, four, five, six, six or seven tables just in one room in itself that I wanted to investigate. But so we went back to this when they finally arrived, him and uh, Wilson, man, Josh. Uh, I said, hey, Josh, I got to show you this. I need to know if this is a good deal. So we went over back to this guy's, you know, tables where uh, he had bought the jug and he had an E-Flight, the P-51B. Um, I'll pull the oh, box the, up here in a minute. The B? The B. Oh, nice. <clears throat> he had, it's their ARF kit, so it comes pretty much ready to go. He's added, they're not installed, but he added into the kit was the drop tanks and electric retracts. Oh, nice. And he was selling it for 250. The electric retracts still have the price on them as $130. Yeah, those are not cheap. Yeah, you got a nice. So Josh was looking at it. He goes, It's, I guess, it's all right, done. Whipped out the money. And so I've got a E Flight P51 Mustang sitting behind me. Let me, you got to see this thing. It's gorgeous. Let me pull the body out real quick. So, I mean, this is my first balsa kit that I've done. Everything's all in there, all the tubes and everything. Oh, man. Here's a couple little spots where I'm going to, you know, hit it with an iron real yep, quick. Yeah, the Monaco looks pretty good. But nothing crazy. Yeah. 
Um, now, now what you really should do is, is pull all the monocoat off, sheet it, and glass it. Yeah. <laughs> for for the people that are just listening and are not able to uh, see what's going on, right? Uh, we are a podcast. Ryan just, <laughs> Ryan just gave Pat a really dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> and we're looking at his brand new P fifty one B. He's shiny and pretty. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I was reading their instructions, and they've got some really good instructions in their pamphlet. And they tell you actually how to weather these things and do all this work to them. And uh, they uh, they tell you how to flatten it out so you don't have to sand the monocote. They give you the what spray paint to use to fade it out and how to do the you know the exhaust marks from the guns and how to add like these little brass pieces so it actually looks like the barrels are sticking out of the wood plugs for the guns and all that. So this is going to be a I think. Once I get it built, I might spend some time with Orchard and really get some definition to it. Maybe after I fly it once or twice, uh, he'll after definitely I get the terrifying jitters out of it. He'll have you uh, sheeting it and glassing it for sure, and then you'll have to put a hundred thousand rivets on it to make him happy. <laughs> um, no, I'll just let him do the rivets. Uh, and again, for the podcast listeners, Ryan is rummaging around on this floor behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what <you> hear. <laughs> so I've been wanting to do a hot wire setup for ages, and especially after that one day we spent up there working on your wing, like. Um, oh, when you so, got the uh, Joshua Orchard? Yeah, they. No, we were over at Patrick's where we cut it. Yeah, you're you're uh, what is it? The bloody uh, what is, what did you call uh, it? The bloody ripper. Yeah, I wanted him to call there it bloody go. glasser, but uh. Yeah, it 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 had its birth at my house. Uh, Josh Ryan. And oh, I, I did not know that yeah. part of it. I thought yeah. that was all done up at uh, Orchard's house. Well, it, no, no, we all sat there and played with it and cut it, and so but, I don't know how many foam pieces are actually from what we did. If you liked it enough or not, <laughs> yeah. you probably threw all oh, those. Dude, I still have that. That's a beautiful, wonderful airplane. But yeah, uh, so fun. we were just wondering by his table, and he goes, he picks up this. Uh, what do you call it? brushed uh esc goes this would be perfect for a hot wire setup so let me see if i can get my camera to fix on it grotner too imagine that right right grotner 85 this thing is good and what's scary about it is max will draw is 30 85 amps well i think so i can easily get away with a good four cell setup and uh i've got to like the cheap you know servo testers and whatnot so i said i don't know if that'll work right he goes it'll work but so we're wondering by another table and he found this really bigger servo tester oh, and uh it seems to be nice i haven't really done much you know look on it but it'll hang all the way up to six volts to work on this thing it's got a cycle it's got a neutral little light on it so you know exactly where center is on it um so I'll eventually get with him and work on this and I'll eventually have myself a hot wire bow. Um, the benefit of it is uh, I vape. So the stuff that I use for making my coils, the canthal wire or the nichrome is the same stuff that you can use to cut the hot wire. And I can get this stuff in hundred foot rolls. There you go. Here, like canthal. Here's a 10 foot roll of it. I got that for like 250. Oh, nothing wrong with that. No, so I can go get Canthal or I can get the um, Nichrome 
and I can get it up into like a, all the way as thin as like 36 gauge would, would probably snap so easy. But I can get 22 or I think 20 gauge. In that. Mine's, mine's 24, and that's that's pretty yeah. heavy. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm 24. That's what I got on mine. Okay. So, and that's normally what I use. So, you know, I got everything to do it now. I just need to build the bow and finish the rest of it up. Cool. So that's I think all said and done, probably for three bills, I walked out of there with everything. I think there is a. Uh, I think there was an article written either. I, I'm sure it was probably by Josh Orchard. Uh, Wilson man um, last year around the time of flight fest uh, because of doing his uh, hot wire cutting uh, yep. workshops. Um, and in that there's a really uh, quick and easy uh, bow build that uh, Carl Leidick it's, it's his basically build method. That he yeah. uses. And that's, that's what we use to build the bows that we used in there. And it, it goes together really quick. Yeah. And it works well. So I'll probably be looking to invest in that here in a little bit, and then who knows what goes from there. Yeah, it's fun to cut foam. Well, especially work because I'm still contemplating building that big gigantic C-130 I've got plans for in the basement, and yeah, doing well, little rib sections and all that would just be perfect for that. Yeah, it goes quick. Um, the the uh, big uh, C-117 on the form, that thing turned out unbelievable. Oh, I think we. Yeah. Okay. I think we talked about it on the last podcast, but I, I'll talk about it again because, man, that thing looks awesome. I can't oh, wow. believe he's got it all painted up and everything now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, painted dude, up stickers. Looks... I haven't seen if he's made into it yet, but I know he's done some taxi tests. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, that's a good question. I don't know if he's made it or not. Is is that uh, which guys? Is that mid seven night or is Aviator 08 or oh? And here's one that's really exciting. Um, Oh, I got to get this one. I think it's uh, Aviator 08. Uh, he took, uh, he designed a baby Bugatti, a mini Bugatti. Oh, out yeah. of yes. Board. And Orchard and I were talking about this driving over to, uh, to the swap meet on Saturday. That, the simplicity in his design with foam board, yet still capturing the lines and the feel of the Bugatti is incredible. I mean, it is brilliant. And it looks like it would build so easily, yet it retains that Bugatti 100P look. Yep. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I just watched that today. I was going to mention it, and then I saw you guys were already talking about it, so I figured you knew about it, so I wasn't going to mention and get too crazy with it. Yeah, dude. No, jo Josh, was, uh, Josh was saying, you know, uh, I guess uh, the guy sent him a PM about it, and like, you know, tell him how the his Bugatti build kind of inspired him. And I, I swear, I thought I saw Orchard getting a little choked up over the whole thing. <laughs> probably, probably was. Yeah. You started to get a little choked up at the uh, uh, swap meet when he got noticed. I want to say the um, young lad's name was oh, Michael, Michael, right? You met him, Michael. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, He was at Flight Fest, and he, he recognized Orchard from Flight Fest. Uh, so I'm like, dude, you're famous. And uh, anyway, yeah, we were sitting there. We just actually we just finished buying my plane, and we turn around and he comes over and he goes, "I know you. You were at Flight Fest." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm Josh and and all that." And he goes, "Yeah, I, I kind of put it together after I saw your shirt and his jacket and his shirt and all that." And we just kind of, I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, I'm Wilson and all that." And then you were walking up, so 
Pat got introduced. Uh, uh, who was with you? Was it Alex that was with you? Um, I I don't know if Alex was still with me at that point. I because I walked back out to my truck to give him the whistle slope sore weasel. How do you say it? Um, and then I ran into the chip uh, as we were walking out. Um, so I gave him his too, and then we walked back in. And I'm not sure if Alex was still with us at that point, or I think that yeah, you had. Off. I think Alex was yeah. I think it was the first time I met Alex. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Blake, Blake was there, and I think Chip was there too, or maybe Blake yeah. wasn't. I don't know. I, I no, Blake was there. I'm I met Blake because he bought planes and gave you one of them. Yes, he did. I got it right here for the podcast listeners. I'm holding up a slope soaring flying wing. Uh, it has servos in it. And that's about all I can say about it. It is lacking control surfaces, if you notice that. Uh, for you podcast listeners, it does not have control surfaces. So I have to build those and put them on. But that is no big deal. That looks like a pretty and, nice one, though. Yeah, man. It's solid. I I don't I think uh Blake ripped all the uh foam off of his today and it came off pretty well. Uh he said it's uh like uh white foam EPS. I don't think it's polystyrene. Uh, which would be pretty, you know, brittle. Yeah, it would. You mean he ripped the tape off his phone? Did I say he ripped the phone off, foam off his tape? You just said you ripped the foam off. Oh, he ripped <laughs> the tape off the foam. Or if you want to look at it in the inverse, he ripped the foam away from the tape. There you go. But yeah, there were some very interesting planes. I, I'm trying to think. I can't remember what style plane it is. It's. Look like it's an old World War II Navy diver, like a torpedo diver or bomb diver. But the kid put and his family put this massive set of floats on it. And it, you know what I'm talking about, Pat? Was it the the big kingfisher? Is that what it was? No, 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 it, no, no, it no. A, it was. I saw a picture, but it, I couldn't tell you what it was. Josh knows what it is. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to show it with my phone again. Who's got the bird, Ryan? Yeah, I got Ryan's a bird. Got Ryan and Fred have birds. Alex says he thinks it's a Vault OS to you. I don't know if this will work. If it'll... There you go. Oh, yeah. That's... But it's got wing pylons and everything. Now, yeah. the kid that you, you can't see in the face, but we can maybe put it up in chat notes or something when we put it up on YouTube or if we do an article for it. He looks familiar. I don't know where from. He might be from that giant foamy RC channel, the ones that built that gigantic B-17. Oh, okay. That was at Joel Null a couple years ago. Okay. Um, he looks familiar. Um, we saw some really cool stuff. Uh, we saw the GN Norman that Lane built, the first one, and it was for sale again. Yeah. Yes, Jai Norman was for sale there, and yeah. it looks like the guy had crashed it. Mm-hmm. It was punched in on the yeah. nose. And asking, the wheels had a really bad angle on them. He was asking six fifty for it. I wonder so if it's a really crazy speed wing. I don't even know how this thing flies. There's no verticals on it unless you're going to use the exhaust as the vertical. But there was just some gorgeous, and the amount of like the big 3D planes, they were all over the place for the sale. Um, and some of them were sold too. Um, the extra 300s or that type of stuff, they were just gorgeous. Uh, one head was, I guess they did some work with Purdue with it, or um, Penn, was it Purdue or Penn State? One of the two, the big yellow one. He oh, was really? selling that. 
yeah, it was all it was all stuck up, um, stickered up with their names on it. Uh, one of the halls, we found some uh, DLGs. Um, there was a pristine uh, high tech F3X that was just gorgeous. But there's no way I'd be able to afford anything like that. I'd be I'd be like that kid you see on how to throw a DLG and you see him slip and just beat the nose right on the ground and snap the wings. That would be me. I would do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you would. Just don't give it to your son. Yeah, he, he breaks DLGs. He, he breaks DLGs. No, many, he would just snap the wing right off of it. Right. He, uh, he has a power throw that is, that is uh, pretty stout. Uh, uh, he, he tends to break whippets as he throws them. Mm-hmm. We went through three sets of noses, two of ours, and I think he broke someone else's. Chip said it was. They wanted him to throw it. Okay. Embry Riddle. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, Oh, I remember Chip saying, I should buy that plane because he went to Embry Riddle. Just some of the planes there were just gorgeous. And then Josh almost walked out with a uh, Hellcat. It it was, the guy was asking like 50 bucks for this thing. Um, it needed a lot of work, but it was just a nice shell and so forth. And he was so tempted, and I, he was just sending hot. Look, I'll give you twenty bucks because he said all I've got is thirty bucks to spend here. And I'm like, I'll give you twenty. I don't care. But uh, he talked himself out of it, and then shortly down the next row, he almost found an old classic, uh, like World War One style plane that he almost bought for forty five. And he's a sucker for those. Yeah. Oh, but it was gorgeous, and the whole body was dope done with, you know, doing the whole dope style. Oh, oh it was real, real nice. Yeah. Um, it would have taken a little work to get an electric motor in there because the cowling's built in and doped, so you would have to work from underneath to get it in there and, and try to figure everything out. But he goes, well, I got to do a battery compartment. I says, and that's the trouble for you, how? <laughs> he kept saying this. I said, "Isn't that for you? How?" And I almost talked him into it. The guy almost talked it in because he says, "I don't want to bring it home with me." And I bet you Josh probably could have given him the thirty bucks, and he would have bid it and walked out of there. But yeah. he walked out with a what did he get? He, he bought a covering iron, and he bought yes. a Carl Goldberg two and a half inch spinner. And yeah, the only thing no, two and three quarters. Two and three quarters. Well, we were admiring the spinner on the drive home. He had to take it out of the pack, and and it's 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 really nice because it it doesn't have the two screw. It's not held in place on the on the base on the hub by the two screws. It's completely smooth and it snaps into place. Um, so it it's a really it's a really nice spinner. Hmm. It was it was the height height of technology in the early eighties. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. That spinner that came with that Mustang is milled aluminum. Wow, nice. I I couldn't believe it. I bought uh, the electronics for the the. I'll probably paint um, the screw on here because it's one of those black Allen keys. But this whole thing is just a work of art, and I'll probably destroy it the first time I fly. Man, no confidence at all. What is up with that? This thing will fly great. It's and that was one thing Josh said. You know, it's it's knee flight. You know, it's going to fly great. It's going to fly good. So, um, but yeah, it's I've got I think from that big quad that Kurt, our buddy, uh, I forgot what his screen name is on the forum, but you know Kurt Barrett. Yeah, I've got a uh, that quad he cut me. 
Yeah, I've got one of those too. <laughs> well, yeah, but I've got the big 770, you know, KV motors on that thing. I'm not sure what size the ESCs are, but I'm running 12 inch props. They recommend 13 with that. So I don't know how big of a difference it would be, but I've pretty much got the power set up that I need. I just need to buy a bunch of servos for this. You're talking so, about this one? No, no, I've got that real big, gigantic AP platform. Oh, oh, the big one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was looking at doing, you know, some, you know, video, aerial video stuff. And he goes, well, I've got this frame I want to try out. He goes, here. I said, here, all right, whatever. You cut it out. It's one of those, you know, the dead cat, as they called it, flying mm -hmm. style. So the it's real out there. It flies great. I mean, you remember that video I had when the thing plummeted out of the air at 75 miles an hour and <laughs> from about 80 feet up when I had it going for some reason? Um, I turned accidentally turned the auto level off on it and lost orientation. And uh, it crashed right by some guy. And the only thing that broke on it was because it went in on one of the booms straight in and it snapped it. Wow. But everything else was fine. So um, he cut me a new boom like immediately. He was like, yeah, I'm down in the shop anyways. I'll cut you a new one. I'll add some reinforcements to it. And I mean, I got to fly. It's still running the KK2 and it flies great when I've taken it out. So it's just one of those things I don't think I'll mess with it because it works great for the way I want it. It works. You don't, yeah, you don't mess with them. So. It's, but it's so big that it's at the point where still trying to do FPV with it. I still get a little scared with it. Yeah. Even if I got like Cessna's with me flying and I'm doing it, it's just so big. And I worry if I get a glitch or whatever and I lose sight of this thing in my setup. Like I said, I'm swinging 12 inch carbon fiber props. So this goes by somebody. I'm that, dropping a head. Damage. Yeah. Yeah. So I still get a little nervous flying that thing. So, I mean, it's not like the what, six or seven inch props of DJI flies. What are they, Mike? You got one. Uh, what are they? An eight? Hang eight on. or nine hang on yeah so i mean i've got three more inches on it and i've got four of these massive things that just spin like a freight train but i i love it i need i wish i flew it more i just i get it out and i just putz around with it i think the only thing i might do is maybe um i might try it with a cabini after seeing how much how good they had luck with it with flight test when they put the cabini in those big quads they were using for like the Christmas tree and oh, the uh, yeah, um, the Death Star and all that, yeah. So I think that's about the only thing I'd really upgrade on it. Otherwise, it flies great. But I think I got a spare motor, or maybe that's the broken one. I don't know. But they're uh, some of these guys. So yeah, they fly real good. I haven't. I've never had any issues with any of my Sunny Sky motors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people seem to like them. I've never flown them. And I, usually, I usually get all mine from Buddy RC. Um, who is it? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, Mike from is it T Copter or whatever? Okay, yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about? He has I those little so, yeah. ones that always does the flips and all that yeah, stuff yeah, constantly. Yeah. Yeah, he's he recommended those motors for his setup. So when I bought one of his T copters, and that's the way I went. And just, when I buy quad motors, I was buying them from them. So I just kept buying. Yeah, okay. works. 
Yeah, I, uh, I I was pretty well behaved again this year. So um, <laughs> I uh, I ended up buying uh, a couple of, of five volt UVX. Uh, I picked up a a Spectrum uh, AR sixty one one five receiver from my buddy to put in his uh, weasel slope soar. I built five of these. Um, one for me, one for my buddy Dave, one for Alex, one for Chip and Blake. So we can all uh, have carnage at uh, where we fly the slope at Chickie's Rock over on Lancaster County. Um, I, I hope this Spectrum uh, receiver will work with, with Dave's. Um, I think he has a DX6i. I'm not positive. Well, if he's got a um, 6i, it'll do. It should, as long as it's not the old, old version, it should do DSM2 and DSMX. Yep. Yeah, I, I looked this up on the internet when I got home, and it says it's DSMX. I I don't yeah, know if as this... long as his radio is not old old, like the no, first generation. I think they were. I think they I were just called DX six, and then they went to DXXI. And okay. if it's right. then it is DSM two yeah. and DSMX both. Yeah. Well, it, it was. Uh, I I bet it. I bought it from some Amish guys uh, for fifteen bucks at the swap meet. So I think that was a pretty good deal. Um. Yeah, so I heard about that. I heard there was a lot of Amish guys that were selling a lot of RC stuff there. Tell yeah, me about that. I, I, I don't really know if, if these these guys are into the RC hobby. I mean, maybe they are. But uh, what I think is more likely is that they go to auctions and estate sales and they buy stuff and they, they sell it. Um, you know, I, 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 that's, I was actually having this conversation with my help with, with myself in my head the other day, yesterday, and I, I came to the conclusion, me, myself, and I all agree that what is probably happening is the Amish guys are going to auctions, buying these things, and then they sell them at places like Lebanon Swap Me. So, so all three of you agreed. Yes. Yes, okay, we came good. to an agreement. We argued a little bit, but but we but yeah. we found a resolution in the end. I, but, I can see that. But my big purchase there was uh, this Windrider Fox Sloper. Oh, yes. Yes, and thank you, Mike, for helping me figure out what it was. Because when Blake and I stopped by the table first, and, uh, well, I guess it's when we stopped by the table, I ended up buying the thing. I think it had like a $35 sticker on it or something, and the guy said, it's yours for 20 bucks. And he was talking to Blake, and Blake was kind of sitting there looking at it like, yeah, do I want to do it? And I said, 20 bucks? Yeah, I'll do it. So handed the guy the money. And somewhere along the line in him explaining, he, he told us exactly what it was, but I kind of tuned out because there was a bamboo fly rod laying on the table. <laughs> and had $30 or $35 on. And why I didn't buy, buy that is beyond me. Yeah, I know, because, uh, man, those bamboo fly rods are oh not my gosh. So when I went back to pick up the, the, uh, the fox glider, um, he was telling some other guy's story uh, of the fly rod, and apparently they built it for somebody. Uh, so, so he helped build that fly rod using um, strips of bamboo, um, and it was really nice looking. Uh, sorry if, if this just became the fly fishing uh, podcast. I, I enjoy that thoroughly as well. Um, but, but thirty bucks for a bamboo fly rod, even if you hang it on the wall for a decoration, is darn good. And I really should have bought the dang thing, but. You know, my my cash wad was low at that point, so it was time to go. Yep. No, I get that. Yeah. Now Chip was saying in the chat, he's saying it's Mennonite. No, those guys are pure Amish. They weren't Mennonite. Mennonites, they're a little bit more bolder with colors and so forth. Yeah. No, those were straight up Amish dudes, Chip. I I know my Amish, Chip. Uh, you may live in 
Lancaster. No, you don't. I don't. You live in where do you live? Reading somewhere up there. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're straight up Amish with the hats and the beards and all. Yep. Yep. There weren't as many this year as that first year we went. There was a bunch that first year. There must yeah, be five uh, or six tables full of them. Blake Blake's on here bragging about his his uh his purchases on the chat. Yeah, uh, Blake scored a major one. I I think uh, he he bought a uh, sixty seven inch span, uh, Citabria. Uh, for forty bucks. Forty bucks. It, it yeah. Forty bucks. Sixty seven inch wingspan. It's red with the starburst pattern. It's pretty. Oh man. And uh, well, it doesn't have uh it doesn't have electronics or or engine or motor on it, but. Awesome. <laughs> 40 bucks you know who cares? You could, yeah another 200 dollars, and he'll have it flying <laughs> well, talking about a 67 inch airplane man 240 yeah, for dude. everything yeah yeah uh, serious 40 bucks yeah 40 bucks for that airframe it up he did well there was a lot of mid projects yeah. for sale in there too though we saw those yeah the the priciest thing there had to be the two uh Turbine fuselages. I don't know if there was anything more with them, but they were they were jet turbines sitting in two fiberglass fuselages. And I don't even know if they were models of any planes, but one was two thousand and one was four thousand dollars. Imagine you know, smiling more. Two thousand and what? Four thousand. Four thousand. Four grand, buddy. Yep. Yeah, no, I love this hobby, but I don't love it that much. That ain't even a no. whole airplane. It didn't look like to me. Yeah. No. That's that's just the turbine in it. <laughs> How about that radial engine in that one hall, Paul, Pat? Did you see that? I don't recall seeing that. I missed that. Um, it was in the same hall where the ginormous was. He walked in, and he had to sit right in the corner, and it was just an absolute gorgeous, um, I want to say maybe, a, I think, a three-cylinder radial engine. Oh, wow. It was just gorgeous. And me and both Orchard look at it, he goes, yeah, I know. I'm the same way. <laughs> well, that that's what uh that's what Jeff Crisbaum or Joker fifty three one fifty needs to buy for his uh quarter scale Sopwith he bought. Oh yes, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Jeff. Put put go buy yourself a nice radial engine for that thing. There you go. He he barely could get the stupid thing into his uh expedition. <laughs> into his expedition. Those things are buses. Well, apparently not big enough. No. So what else is going on? Oh well, I've been I've been very busy lately building these uh, slopers. I, sloping is my new passion, apparently, uh, because now suddenly I'm surrounded by sloping airplanes, uh, and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I didn't get the three that I gave to the guys at Swap Me study as complete as I wanted to. I would have basically every the sand done and, and have them primed when I handed them over, but but I just ran out of time. Um, uh, Wednesday and Thursday night I devoted to to not being in the basement to, to keep my wife from killing me. So uh, so I finished them up Friday night. Actually, I really finished them up Friday morning. Um, so I got two more to finish off here. One is my engagement, which uh, he requested probably uh, the leading edge, which he supplied and I put on. This one is going to be mine. Um, boom, goes in there like so. Uh, it's obviously all Elevons, but uh, I think these things are going to be great 
for flying. They're really light. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious how much ballast we're actually going to have to put in them. And I think uh, we probably want to make that somehow variable so that we could fly them in light winds and uh, heavy winds. Um, but uh, I, 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 two cell, three cell battery, two cell, three cell battery. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, look, the guy who can never follow through on a project, it seems, built five of these things at once. So go me. <laughs> yeah. My, my buddy Dave, uh, he came over uh, one Wednesday night. And he and I hotwired the wings together. He'd never hotwired before and kind of wanted to see how it was done and was impressed with the how easy it was. Uh, but we did it. We did a really good job, he and I, on cutting those blanks. Pat yourself did, on the back there. I will. Uh, there they, you go. These wings are really – for the podcast listeners, I'm showing my Whistle Slope Store, W-I-S-T-L. Uh, you can look them up on RC groups. Um, the rig tapered wing over a short distance, so it, it – you, you know, it's when you do a tapered wing, you kind of want to be at the same station on the on the narrow and the the wider airfoil at at the same time. Or if you get off of those, you can have like flat spots or weird spots in the wing. So we took a page from what they do on full scale uh, when they they cut foam, and we just marked station positions on the narrow and on the wide edge, and so we could just talk to each other as we progressed along, and and it worked out perfectly. What's the span oh, on nice. this? Uh, the span is approximate. Dang it, Mike. Um, hang on. Thirty-five inches. Thirty-five. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they're small, compact, um, combat slopers. And since I was being so productive, not only did I build five of these at the same time, I also drew up plans for a foam board version while I was in the middle of it. Oh, perfect. I've it's like I've been on crystal meth lately or something. I don't know what's happening. Well, Blake's <laughs> saying you need to make a giga weasel, a big giant one. Oh, dude, we're so totally gonna do that, Blake. There <laughs> there uh actually if you go on RC groups, there is a, a huge version of this. They called it the Giga Weasel, and they actually put a case of beer on it and flew it with the case of beer sitting in the middle of the wing. No way. Yeah, they did. It's that big, it's awesome. So yeah, we're we're gonna totally make that happen. Oh uh, yeah. So you could you could uh, fly me a case of Yingling from out there. I could. Yeah. My buddy, uh, my buddy uh, Wilson man, Josh Orchard, printed out the plans for me. I drew them up, and uh, then I, I can draw on CAD. I, I'm I'm fairly proficient. Um, nowhere near Dan Sponhold's proficient. And notice I said his name correctly this time. Yeah, you didn't say Sponhold. Uh, no, it's just more natural to say spawns holes. I like it better, but spawn holes or the spawns. Hey, uh, so I got, I got, I got it all drawn up and, and I have no idea how to like go from model space to paper space or set up a PDF for cloud printing uh, with AutoCAD. So, uh, so Dan was kind enough to do it for me um, and he's a very busy guy. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, prior to that on the, uh, on the Jenny build that I'm working on for Jen, um, uh, uh, Dale, Dale Stratton, he, uh, he did the same. He, he took the raw AutoCAD file and, and did the weirdness that they do to make it tiled on PDF and all that. So thank you guys. You guys are awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, by the way, nobody's built one of these Dollar Tree foam board versions yet. So, uh, you know, if anybody wants a set of these uh, plans, hit me up. I'll, 
I'm Patrick Sean Murphy <laughs> on Facebook or Earthside Teacher on the forum. Yeah, you got to put it out on the forum, bud. Yeah, I think it will. I, I kind of, I although I kind of want to fly one first before I put them out there publicly. <laughs> I, I sent a set of the plans to Alex, uh, so um, maybe he'll. He said he's on spring break or whatever. Oh, spring break. That's that's pretty funny. Anybody here uh, listening, live in the Northeast, um, get ready for some snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ryan. What, what are they saying down your way? Uh, I'm expecting anywhere from zero to a foot. Oh, okay. We're we're in the we seem to be in the twenty to twenty four plus range here. And when is that going to start? Yeah, Monday night, tomorrow night. Mm. We actually got snow yesterday, but it wasn't enough to talk about. Okay. Well, come on out here, man. No. So yeah, we talked about this. Dan Spawns lives. Uh, I think he lives in Fond du Lac. Yeah, he um, lives. He lives which way is up there up near Oshkosh. Yeah, Oshkosh, uh, yeah. like north of Green Bay, I think. Yeah, but I know uh, I know Jeff uh, Joker. He he's somewhere in Wisconsin too. I'm not exactly okay. sure where. Yeah, I'm sure he'll post up here in a second and see where he's at. Yeah, I can't. Jeff, where yeah, dude. It, oh, it was talking about weather. Uh, that was insane. What I saw out in Ohio was just crazy. Oh, that's right. You you that uh, there. you're working for a company now that it, out of all places is headquartered in Malvern, Ohio, right? No, we have an office in Malvern, Ohio. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so the company I work for is called TechSolve. And we do everything from like confined space rescue services where a company calls up and says, hey, we need to go in this tank, so we need confined space. They may not have it on site, so they need to call people like us. And so we go in with like a team of anywhere, at the minimum two guys, three, maybe four, depending on what they're doing. And then we set up, stage, do whatever. Um, the Malvern office does a lot of the uh, fracking and oil drill stuff. We set up their H2S alarms or hydrogen sulfide if you don't know what H2S is. Yeah. And uh, they go all over the area into West Virginia, Ohio. So sometimes they get a little tied up with all the sites going up. And uh, I did it last year in August. I went out and did a site for them. And then they got tied up again. They had some manning issues. We'll just say that. And uh, so we went back out and uh, I went out one day and we got there early enough. And I told my partner, I came out and they say, hey, look, so I'm going to go visit. I mean, they're friends, but I call them family and all that. And he goes, you're more than welcome to come see some cool RC stuff, whatnot. <clears throat> he goes, no, I got a headache. I'll just lay down. So I went up and visited with Bixler and them at the, you know, flight says HQ, and it's the point now where Dixer's like, just walk in, don't worry about it. So I walked in, and he was in the middle of giving a tour to uh, two gentlemen. I forgot what school they were going to. I want to say Kent State, but that doesn't sound right. Uh, I think it's it might be to them. Yeah, um, it might be Kent. Uh, what's his name? They're uh, I can't think of his name. The Russian that works with them now. What's his name? Oh, dang it. He's Ukrainian. Oh. Ukrainian. Man. Oh, my God. What is his name? I'm having a br Ryan, what have you done to my brain? I don't know. But anyways, yeah. he knows him. He met him somewhere, so they were there. And so we were talking about a little stuff, and he pulled out one of those. Um, It's not like – it's not a tiny whoop, but it's like the next stage up. Um, Artemis. There you go. Artem. Artem. 
Artem. Yeah. Um, in, in our chat group, uh, what's his name out there? Uh, Martin has one of those, the little mini quad that he flies. It's what, like the one and a half inch, whatever quad. He had one of those and he was flying it around and whatnot. And so we were talking about it. And that's right about when they started getting the demo packs from, uh, what do you call it? For the micros. Oh, Emacs? Emacs. Yeah. They just, they just gotten a couple of their, yeah, for the Gremlin. So as we're sitting there and we're talking about it, and, and of course, Chad is just, the, the, the guy's amazing. He just blows my mind every time I've been in there. So as we're talking about this, doing little frames and whatnot, and the next thing he walks back, he goes, will this work? And he literally just drew this thing out in CAD real quick, transferred it over to whatever format and he threw it on the laser printer and cut this little frame out. And we're like, oh my God. And he goes, how long did that take? It was on five minutes. And everything he did except for the two plates, everything was just glued together because it was just a, a you know a trial one. But we're like, you can run these motors one upside down, one right side, so it all kind of stays compact and you're not tucked and everything else. And we're like, this is just going to blow up if we need to do this. So, I mean, the little control board, I, I, I want to say it's about as big as this, as this quarter, maybe a yeah. little bit bigger. Wow. It, it's, I thought trying to, and this is my bad Kabini board, I thought trying to solder onto this thing was hard. Oh, my God, that thing is going to be a pain in the butt trying to wire that up. But... I can't wait till those show up in the uh, store. And then uh, I don't know if you saw the vlog, but I saw when they just finished building that gigantic race quad. Oh my oh, God, yeah. that thing is heavy as anything. But apparently, from what I understand, if I remember reading or listening to the vlog, right? Discovery got wind of it and is now working with them on it. Yeah, I saw it on the vlog that they were uh, actually yeah. filming it. So apparently it flies now. So I can't wait to see what this thing does. Oh my god! And especially when TJ gets it in his hands, what he's got set up. Yeah, with TJ getting it in his hands, it's hard to say what he's going to end up doing with it. Yeah, but That's... for the whole joke of everything, the they're talking about like hiding all the electronics underneath like a fake looking. Cabini board that they're going to print out in like laser etch and so forth in the hundred. It's a box and all the electronics are supposed to go underneath this. So when you looked at it, it looked like a Cabini board with the ESCs and everything else were all attached to it. So oh, um, I don't know if they went that far with it because everything was supposed to be, you know, the whole faux look. But I, I can't believe you. I walked in, I saw that, and I just did this look that. <laughs> TJ goes, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that thing, the props were like samurai blades. Yeah, they're like 26 uh, inch or something. 24, I think it was. 24 or 26, something. I like saw that. the blades. They were insane. Yeah. They scared me. And the batteries are insane. Oh, my God. They oh, were yeah. heavy. Uh, you, could, you could drive a Prius on those. Well, the you funny could drive thing a Tesla is, with one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, Tattoo sent them, them in those boxes, and you saw them opening them up. Chad has a battery that's a little bit smaller, but when they sent it to him, 
they send him actually in a pelican case. I don't know if it's a pelican case, but it's that style. That type of and thing. Yeah. It's like the case is like this big for one battery. <laughs> All right. Carry that on the airline. Go ahead. I've got a case like that I put my batteries in, and I hold like 30 batteries in there with even with my big three cells. I put like all my little 800s and the thousands and 1300s in there with it. I can hold like 30 of those in there. And he goes, You've got one. <laughs> wow. And it's he's going to use it for his, uh, when he gets it done, that powered uh, mountain board. This is uh, Chad Lewis. Got. Yeah, Chad. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's the best part was when I was talking about it, it's just, man, you really need to join that one chat we're in that we, you know, we always talk about and you hear him on the community cast. And so I added him and he goes, I said, now I'm going to warn you, you may, when you, you're going to have to turn the notifications off. And right about then is when I told you guys, I added to him and then you guys started talking in the background. And all you hear is this phone going ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Is that why we <laughs> That's probably why we didn't hear from him, but um, like, oh, I don't no, know if I'm he checks in or not. Uh, but so it, it caught up with like in the first five minutes of all the posts that were in there in that time range. So it kind of caught him up to speed of a little bit. And then every time you guys said something, he eventually had to get, he goes, I got to turn that off. <laughs> he ran back in and turned his, you know, the speaker yeah. off, the sound off. Yeah. So you just got to turn that off altogether. So I don't know if he's still in the yeah. chat or not. I haven't paid attention. Now, uh, now you've been to you've been out to Malvern a couple of times now, it, it, yes. right? And yes. the first time you were out there, you, you kind of got a preview of the new HQ plans that were being shown, kind of in the background in one of the uh, vlogs. Any, uh, yes. any little uh, nuggets you could share from that? Um. The what the plan is for when they do their destination location is Josh wants to bring the production and shipping and all that. They're going to build them a building at the destination site. So they're all right there. Cause right yeah. now they're about a half hour to 45 minutes away, depending on traffic. That's gotta be. A so, right. And I guess the way he does it and you're trying to, they always try to get their employees involved with it. So over a period of time, like a probation period, they said, look, if you get involved with us and you, you do it, we think you're going to be a, a good member of the team. They actually set them up with a complete setup to fly with oh, like wow. an FT flyer, but they get them a radio battery charger and all cool. of that. Very cool. Um, so he's like, you know, I want them to, I want to be able to close enough with them. So I know I just, you go and says, so what do you do here? And it's not just, I cut laser planes. You know, planes yeah. with a laser. I want, he goes, I want someone that's going to be, you know, part of the family. So they want to bring him closer. He, he goes, I want all of that. Um, and their destination hosting area is the way that's drawn out is gorgeous, what they want. Um, the second floor is going to be basically what Flight Test HQ is right now. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be, you know, all employees and maybe select few people can go up and visit. But majority of it's going to be employees upstairs. Downstairs is going to be where like maybe a mini store is, workbenches that are going to be all set up where there's electric and everything else is on there. So I forgot how many benches he says are going to be there. So would people be able to like come in, buy a kit, and build it there, or that's exactly what they want to do. 
So, wow, and then so they're cool. going to have it set up where they can actually have, there's a big window that looks over that area so they can kind of watch what's going on. Um, and they're talking about having like a big porch area as well so they can look out over the field. Um, awesome. They're looking at doing, um, it's the field that's kind of, if, you, if you're looking at Fury Field, if you're looking straight down on the map, and you've got the Fury's house dead center. If you look over to your right and just a little ways up, real close to where you guys found that tent last yeah, year. Yeah, that, that's the field that uh, that Noah's or was it Mikey's or Noah's? Mikey's. Uh, it was it was Noah's tent. Oh, Noah's tent. Yeah, Noah's that, tent. that's Noah's tent. Yeah, that's where the storm put Noah's tent. <laughs> run a, right. a mile and a half to go get. <laughs> right. So across the road over there, they procured or in the process. Yeah, so they're over there. Um, they're, he wants to see if he can talk to the neighbor that owns some land next to it that's possibly selling. They're not sure. So they can add even a little bit more. But um, I still, I think from the sounds of it, I still think Flight Fest, regardless of what goes on over there, I still have a feeling it's going to be over at the Furies for, yeah, yeah, well, for a like, long time. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that because just for the sheer size of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, they're talking a, a very big area over there, but um, I just see Flight Fest being just too much for it. Now they might split it up and you can walk across the street and do both things. I, I, I don't know. So yeah. that'd be you know, interesting to see. It, it'll probably be nice for them. Um, it, it, well, it will be nice for them not having to set up a store, but I, I'm also wondering if, if, you know, because of the massive number of people that'll be there, they'll probably have to set up a store tent anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the designs he showed me were just, and he pretty much did a lot of this himself. Josh did it. So oh. I don't know if he, he did it all up in SketchUp. He said he had some help with it and so forth. But um, the basic design he did, uh, I was impressed with it. And his whole layout was real nice. Um, and I like the idea, like you said, getting the production people up there from new philadelphia getting the whole warehouse and all that out of warren mm -hmm. um out of theirs and so they, they get more hands-on involved with it and get more of it just saying then they're just part of the shipping department yeah yeah yeah, yeah that'd be nice for, for all those guys up there right so they can all be together and i think they'll get more ideas for more stuff and you know all that and just continue to do more for you know not only the employees, but for the community as well. Well, so. yeah, I mean, it, it'll probably make logis logistics so much easier. Uh, it'll make handling customer service issues so much easier. Mm -hmm. um, so it, that that would be a real good thing, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to try to get up there in a couple of weeks. I actually have to go to Cleveland for four days, and I'm going to fly in early uh, Monday the 27th, and I'm going to hopefully get up there and be able to hang out for a little while with those guys as well. So. Yeah, I mean, TJ said it was a busy day and all that, but I mean, because they were getting ready and trying to figure out what they wanted to do because they're getting bedding, excuse me, they're getting ready to go back down to Florida. Right. To do the, uh, what, paraglider or whatever you want to call it episode. Yeah. So there's, there wasn't a whole lot of RC stuff going on, but there was just a lot of planning going on. And speaking of RC stuff, until more of them get their 107s, there's not going to be a whole lot of flying at a flight test HQ anymore right now. Right. 
So that's why you're seeing them doing a lot of episodes either at the Furies or at uh, at that RC club. I can't remember the name of at it. At the RC club. Now, right now, according to them, the only thing that they can fly legally there is some of the micros and that uh, what's that new quad that TJ just built? The Gremlin? The Not the Gremlin. That 150 little race quad. Yeah. Oh, is that the um, Vortex? The Vortex one. Not the Vortex. The other no. one. Um, oh, the Adam. Anyways, Adam, there you go. Adam. That thing is, oh, my God. Now, the funny part about it is before they couldn't fly it because it was over the 250 grams or whatever the hell it is. And those guys that were there from the college and all that, they were just kind of figuring stuff out. If you take the flight test battery strap and you cut about – yay much off of it with the battery and all of that on there you come in at 249 grams <laughs> <laughs> am i trimming the battery strap <laughs> but you, trimming the battery strap it's under 250 and they can fly it just so hot the battery on. To fly this thing and show it and i ran ahead and run out to my truck for something and i came around the corner well tj's just blasting this thing around there and if you don't know where it is, all you do is you hear this thing. So I come around the side of the building by the garage door and I hear this thing just come whipping by and I just hear it. I duck and do the whole thing like that. They're laughing at me because I didn't know where it was. I heard it was coming close to me, but apparently it was a lot farther than whatnot. This thing is loud. It is terrifying and it is fast. <laughs> oh my God. This uh, I, I would have perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, perfect for me to crash into a building in 30 seconds. <laughs> I have a hard enough time trying to get my little quad to fly. Yeah, I can relate to that problem. <laughs> yeah, you still haven't gotten yours up in the air yet, have you? No, I, I got to get that uh, new Pololu on there. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. And I will. I will. I will. Tuesday might be a good day to do that while I'm sitting in While side. you're sitting in the... In, in in the house yeah stay away from the snow so so here in my basement actually the basement is not fully undergrade uh the house uh the front of the house at this level is the garage and it opens up on level and then behind me the, there's a but i live on kind of a hill so like um the ground doesn't come up to the second floor i've since i built a deck off so we can walk out but uh, anyway, the second floor is higher than the ground. So the ground behind me, and I'm rambling on and nobody cares. Uh, so sorry, I'll wrap this up real quick. To my right, there's a window. And as it snows on Tuesday, I'll be able to sit here and watch the snow pile up above the window. And it'll be fun. <laughs> I need to finish up a couple of things. Um, the the MIG that we were talking about last time, I, I need to wrap that up, uh, the build. Um and I want to. I I wasn't sure if I was going to put electronics in it yet, but I but I I kind of need to, um, because one of the things that I I try to do is compare the flight characteristics of the 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 beta planes uh, to to the flight characteristics in the Phoenix Simulator and, and help Richard out with that. Oh, cool. uh, yeah. So um, so that's that. So I've got Tommy's uh patty cake sitting over there. I need to put electronics in. And I've got uh, Jen's Jenny that that I've been working on. I need to get 
get that one wrapped up too and and i need to do some a little bit of uh cleaning up of the computer uh the cad drawings of it uh to to kind of pick up on some tweaks i've made did you fix that tail on your radian yet no i've got to fix that too i I figure i just tape it on (laughs) i mean that's an easy fix oh blake's got a radian now too he picked one up oh blake Uh, got a radian good so so now i can break his elevator there you go yeah you guys are gonna, I can't wait to show you my radiant unless I get a new body for it. The <laughs> nose has been so crashed and so dented and dinged right now that once I take off and throw it, and if I give it more than about, you know, about two-thirds throttle right in there, it looks like a DLG. It goes straight up in the air. And it's just, I got to nose it over once I'm done because otherwise it's just going to come back around and it looks so, like that guy in that video. Yeah. You remember the guy oh, yeah, in that video? Yeah, when yeah, he yeah, tosses yeah. it and goes right into that cattle fence right next yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's going to look like. <laughs> but that thing's taken such a beating over the years. Uh, the, I don't I, even know where the cover for the canopy is. That's That got blown apart years a year ago or so. Yeah, the Radiant is just one of the nicest airplanes out there. I think I I, I just yeah. love it. Yeah, it's a I good mean, airplane. I, I've I've actually caught thermals with mine and some decent ones. One where I actually started to get nervous because it was getting so high, and I've sloped it in crazy high winds and it it handled it. I, I kind of thought I might break it, but I didn't. Um, it's in it's just a plane where you can go out and relax and have fun and fly it around and uh, i can't think of a nicer a nicer foam airplane that you can just go out and fly and really have a good experience with yep i love my radium thanks ben last year i think uh come flight fest this year i think i'm gonna bring it and probably not a whole lot else I no that that's the only must bring airplane on my list. The rest, uh, uh, I don't know. I may bring my whippet or something, but yeah, yeah. The the rest, um, you know, every year I like I we've talked about this before, but every year I I tend to bring less and less, yep. even though I always take more than I think I'm going to. But but really this year, the Radian, um, and I don't even know what else. Probably the the um the Pete and Pole because it's so cute. Oh, and yeah. maybe the SE5. You know, nothing yeah. major, nothing exciting. Yeah. Well, I guess those are pretty exciting, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid to bring too much because if, if it's anything like last year, I'm not going to fly anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll have my Juggernaut, the Radian. I, I don't know what else. Um, I got to fix that one Whippet. I got to fix the wing on it. I got to glue it back together. That broke. And I was uh, disappointed that there weren't more whippets there yesterday. I saw one retailer selling it. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Dave, he bought one because he, he's killed a couple of them now. My only qualms with that is I wish they had taken the, that, the body in the boom had that carbon boom extend farther into the nose. Yeah. I think that would have solved a lot of problems with it. Yeah. Yeah. That that's why I wanted one just for that. My my Hobby King DLG is is okay. 
but it seems like it's it's constant repairs on little minor things that are enough to make it annoying. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I love my little whippet. That thing is it, it's fun. I mean, you can you can take the little one cell battery and go out and fly for you know thirty forty five minutes and not even think about it. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous the amount of time you can fly on that. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, Chip, Chip oh. just said the Calypso is pretty comparable to the Radiant, and I'd have to agree. But but with four channel, uh, it it is a little bit nicer to have four channel, uh, because he 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 can do stuff like, you know, easily roll over and fly inverted and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, I, I so much. You can you I can no I, I can attest to that you can fly the the big Radiant inverted no problem. Oh well, I mean if you, you just pull it over on its back. <laughs> you got to pull, you got to like anti split, split asset or whatever they call it. Yeah, that's how you get it there. But just remember, don't do it so close to the ground. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's one thing I've never gotten comfortable with. I, I am not comfortable flying inverted uh, close to the ground. I mean, I, I actually am still nervous when I fly inverted up high because I'm always like, I don't know why. I'm always weirded out that I'm going to do something wrong and I'm going to lose orientation and crash the thing so so i start to get real nervous when it's inverted uh so that's something i should probably work on so yeah, i could I do inverted tail touches inverted and i hit a downdraft and it went right into the ground oh yeah <laughs> i said sinking air sucks oh oh yeah it does well yeah. I, I have a tough time with flying inverted because i tend to forget that i'm flying inverted and try to pull up. <laughs> yeah the the best response though about it was i forgot I think I was talking to Chris, whatever, whatever from after hours. There you go. That's how you say it. And his response goes, "You were doing what?" <laughs> I said, "I just wanted to see how well it flew." And then it hit down, and I tried to pull it out of it, and it just, it just nosedive. I didn't have enough, you know, elevator authority on it, and it just didn't turn fast enough and right on the ground it yep. snapped the wing mount it split open so the wing went flying out and it did the the flutter as it went and hit the ground um but it's good to go now <laughs> except it looks like a dlg when you take off <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you, you just shim in some down thrust and you'll be good buddy yeah exactly exactly yeah just just bend that nose a little bit. Break it yeah. in the other side and it'll all <laughs> out. Yeah. So I was looking on our uh we're up to seven hundred and thirty seven people, I think. Whoa, we've gained thirty seven people in the last two weeks. Yeah, it's pretty great, man. Look at us, man. You get 204 people subscribed to the YouTube channel. 739. Oh my gosh, we got two more than we thought. Yeah, 14 of them this week. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm happy. You guys I'm happy. kicking our butts. I love it. Yeah. So uh, the other thing we want to make sure everybody does is go out and uh, give us a review on uh, iTunes, man. We really need those. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if you don't like us, you go out and review us. Give us yeah. some feedback. We like feedback. Matter of fact, uh, we we got some really good feedback uh, from the forum this week. 
and uh in kind of like uh the question was well why don't you guys really post much on the forum and and guilty as charged so well make there's, it... there's a couple of reasons for it because yeah yeah the, right. and, and and i'm going to get back on those guys a little bit and they'll probably hate us for it but when we post out there nobody says anything yeah so we kind of felt like we weren't really getting any response from the forum so we kind of kind of just stopped putting a lot of effort onto there but but i will make it my mission to to keep the forum updated and i mean we love the guys in the forums and and all that but yeah i mean that's for for our channel anyway and for what we're doing it just nobody seemed to really pay any attention to it so yeah that that was our perception anyway um, but yeah, the, the, the forum is the heart of the flight test community, uh, yes. in my opinion, um, that's where we're all from. That's how we all met. Um, and that's why we're on here doing this now. Um, so <laughs> we, we, I will make sure the forum is well-informed. Yes. Thank you guys. That is now Pat's responsibility. That's my mission. <laughs> yes. So anything you got to say to us, tell it, tell it to us on the forums or wherever. Yeah, leave us a review on iTunes, please. Yeah, please, please, please. Help us. Well, it, just, <laughs> it keeps us right up there next to the uh, uh, the standard uh, flight test podcast and everything, so so we're easily found. It just helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because we are not officially sanctioned by anyway. No, ourselves. this is just us. We just did it. We're the just some... Thing, the only thing that, that Flight Test has allowed us to do is use their logo within our logo, and they let us use their music. Yep. Yeah. Nothing else. Yep. Right. Yep. And if they tell us to stop, we will. But I don't. Th- I hope they don't ever, because we really like you know dealing with those guys and everything. And I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good experience. But yeah, I mean they've 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 always uh, enjoyed what we've done and all that. So. And we hope you guys too, you know, that, that to, to us, that's the important part is the people out in the community, whether it be the forums, Facebook, wherever. I mean, that's what we, that's why we do We're doing what we're doing is for you guys to, to try to give. Has back. the community cast done a question and answer before? Um, like we, we haven't specifically yeah, we, done one. Have we? one okay i think we might have got 15 or 16 questions and that was about it yeah it was a pretty short question and answer session but uh okay yeah if if they don't remember if you guys had done one or not yeah 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 we we did one kind of okay i think it was i think it was around flight fest too kind of so right 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 yeah we we were kind of trying to help people out with what to take and what to do Mm -hmm. and where to go when you get there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So So speaking of flight fest, if you guys didn't, for the ones that joined us late, Alex, I'd be crazy was with us for a bit. And if I understand correctly, Mike, we're going to try to get him back on before flight fest. To help explain yeah. the whole FPV antennas and how to get that whole process going really easily, so we don't have people tripping on everyone this year. Yeah, right. He has uh, uh, for the people. Yeah, for the people that have uh, come on late, um, Alex Grieve 
aka IB crazy for uh, vi vis video aerial systems. Video aerial systems. Good lord, I think I need to stop or I need to have a drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he come on and was explaining he has just spent a whole ton of money uh, patenting a specific antenna for FPV in the 2.4 gigahertz range or 5.8 gigahertz range. And uh, we asked him if he would come on and talk about it a little bit. And he wants to bring a bunch of the antennas to Flight Fest and have people try them out. And he's going to try to get at least 16 people in the air at once on 5.8. And I think that's going to be amazing if he can do that. Yeah. Um, and he's done it a couple of times before. Yes. Um, but, but he's saying that this is the highest gain FPV antenna yet. Yeah, that's what he's saying. So, mm -hmm. and, and apparently it's the highest gain with the lowest uh, milliwatt. Well, right. Well, he, he was showing us how... Um, he he was transmitting to a left hand uh, transmitter to a right hand, right -hand. Uh, and the attenuation there was a huge attenuation. Then he put the left hand on, and you saw the 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 numbers change, and that meant a lot to Alex. And I could see yes, that number is bigger, or actually that number is <laughs> less big than that number. I, yeah. I I can do my number line. I can do that. And then he explained that that's, you know, a huge attenuation. And I said, okay, because that's Alex and he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I, I, I tend to, especially when you guys get in the chat the same way, I tend to just shake my head and go, yes. And <laughs> sure, okay. Yeah, um, I, I, I had more fun just listening to him just crashing his, you know, his cameras. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually when people start talking like that, I, I, I go, you know what? You're the expert. You tell me what I need and that's what I'll get. That's right. <laughs> Well, it's like the comedian, uh, one of the guys I listened to on uh, uh, Pandora is uh, Ed Bryan. He was doing a show somewhere up in France or whatever, and he ran into some these particle physicists that are at the uh, CERN or whatever, the particle thing that smashes oh, sorry, things. Particle there you go. Yeah. He goes, so I asked him, he goes, so I asked him what they were doing, and he goes, well, what we do is, he goes, I would have had a better time understanding R2-D2 having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> okay we got we got a big announcement here uh jim cr he just announced that uh mid seven night has just successfully uh maiden the c117 so hopefully he'll get that video posted up soon so everybody can see yeah. that. i'm telling you that c17 is one beautiful crazy. airplane it, it, oh, he yeah. did a phenomenal job on it oh, i just wow it's what four fifty millimeter EDFs. Yep, four fifty millimeter EDFs, yeah. and this thing is just just gorgeous. I, it is gorgeous. You know, we may have him on to see if we can get him I, on. And have I him I would. About that. I I was talking with Josh yesterday, and he's one of the guys I would like to get on, and I would also like to get on those. We've talked about this too. I would like to get on the guys that uh, did the builds for the uh, air races, and I yeah. he's one of the guys that did that. Absolutely, right. that would yeah. be an awesome show yeah so and then another option in there talking about was cyborg um he is alex is saying he's going to give out antennas and if you can break the antenna you can get it and he'll give you one for free yep so and it sounds like it wasn't his new ones what are the other ones he was saying no, that he's it's, gonna the bring new one. it's the brand new one yeah he's talking about the new one i think is that what he's talking about the new yes, one he's talking about the brand new one he said they right. are. But he is. He said he's going to have. 
he's going to have a bunch of loaner antennas. I don't think they're going to be the new ones, but I think they're going to be his other ones that he yeah, saw him just trying to destroy. Yeah, you guys probably have seen the video that he posted um, uh, of him like trying to destroy them with hammers and sledgehammers and putting them in a vice and beating them with a bat and that kind of thing. Yeah, so. he's going to have those for demoing or whatnot for us to use. And if you break one of those, it sounds like he's going to give you an antenna for free, and you keep the one you broke. I, I think, though, <laughs> the caveat is you have to break it while flying somehow. You're not going to put it yes. under your car tire because that's the first thing I went to. I was like, I could run over that thing. With and, yeah, I didn't say anything. So I'll move this thing over. It's not a problem. Yeah, it's right. We'll see how well, I get my antenna. He's like, yeah, he goes, the most spectacular crash, and if it breaks it, you keep it, and I'll give you one for free. Yep. So the challenge is out there, gentlemen. Yeah. He's destroyed like eighty cameras. Two of them today. Is what he said. Two of them today. And what did he say? Seventy-six VTXs. VTXs. Yep. Seventy-six VTXs and eighty-five cameras. Yeah, that guy's hard on stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Finds electronics. (laughs) But we love I'd be crazy. He's Uh, he's a great guy. Well, is there anything else we need to talk about tonight? Or um, I'm going to say that I like this daylight savings time because it's, uh, you know, it, it's it. My body feels like it's uh, 8:37 instead of 9:37. <laughs> yeah, this works better for me. That's good. Sorry, cyborg. I, I like. I like uh, daylight savings time because it uh, it gives me more time in the evening after work to be able to do something. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I'm looking forward to is the more sunshine. Yes. Like like fly things. I need some vitamin D. If you guys got something else, let's it. talk about it. If not, I say we get off here and kind of make it a, a little earlier night. Yeah. Well, if we got nothing to say, we, yeah, we got nothing I, more to talk about. I think we're good. Okay, well, if you... I'm looking in the chat to see if anything's brought up in there. Now, the only thing I see... Pat's mission number two, call Comcast and fix his connection. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, (laughs) Sorry for my my bad connection tonight. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Neither of my kids are home either, so it can't be like online gaming or anything. Well, that's that's what I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, well, looks like we're going to have an early night tonight. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I want to say thanks a bunch for coming on and sharing your experience out there at the, uh, at the swap meet. And then of course the no little bit of insider information that you could give us on what's going on at the flight to headquarters. That's yeah. that is cool. I'll tell you this, watch out for those gremlins. Once they get those in the store, I see those not being on the store for long before saying sold out. Yeah. Um, they were talking that they're either going to be one of three frame styles I think you might be able to choose from to get in the kit. And they might have like where you can download plans so you can cut out your own frame. Well, um, I know they were they're talking, talking about carbon fiber. One, I know they were talking about on the one vlog of actually having other people um, send in their designs for a frame. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. I've got that. F- thread going in the forums about the gremlins and all that and stefan's been kind of involved in it he's been in there a few times so i've been trying to get the guys to once they get the designs going get them posted up and who knows you know flight test might just create a 
you know, downloadable file area where you can download all these little frame designs everyone's putting in there. But there is supposed to be a frame that's going to be included in like the gremlin pack, I think is what they're going to be talking about. I don't know. There's like maybe three or four designs they're talking about using, whether you can choose them or they send them all because it's probably going to be so cheap to do it. Um, but who knows at the moment, but I don't expect those gremlin packs to be in the store for very long. Yeah, you're going to need some kind of a... I wish they had some kind of a thing that will email you the minute they come in. Well, there's the notification you can put in there for when it says sold out, but how fast do you really get that? That's the problem. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I, so. yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to playing with those. I think I'm going to get I think I'm going to get one of them as well. And, and those use the, the new Emacs power packs? Yeah, it's the yes. little micro power pack. Little micro brush brushless motors. Oh, those things. The funny thing is, and I was talking with Chad about them, the motors actually look like those higher quality old style brush motors you used to get in like toy cars and stuff like that. Or you'd see them in like the tape decks. That's how small these things are, but they're brushless wow. motors. Wow. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I think those would be cool. So, all right, guys. Well, I guess we'll... uh close it out again ryan thanks for coming on appreciate you coming on talking to no us problem. yeah man thanks for coming in yeah absolutely um i hope to do this more often and like you know i was talking with pat you know especially now that i got this balsa build going i'm going to be diving into worlds of unknown for me so maybe doing some research and stuff and for me since we have a lot of noobs that like to follow us you know maybe i could stop in and do some new tips and tricks that i figure out from time to time well, cool. absolutely. Uh, try to try to record as much as you can on video what you're doing, and make sure you get that definitely in the forums. And uh, uh, yeah, we can definitely talk about do, doing something like that. I, like I said, I got a thread started for the Mustang, and and I got a thread for the Gremlins. So I'll just keep busy. I got plenty of time when I'm doing, you know, not working. And well, I can't say that I've been working a lot lately, but. Uh, yeah, that uh, I understand that one really well because that's yeah. like that's all I've been doing is traveling lately, and <laughs> you know, thankfully I'm off again. Not this coming week, but the following week I'm off uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I'm hoping I can get some flying in that week. I am so needing some flight time. You going anywhere next week? Next, well, this this coming week I got to go to uh, Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. And then the following week I'm only working Monday, and then I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the week after that's when I'm going to Cleveland, and I'm trying to, you know, I uh, uh, have initially talked to uh, one of the Bixlers, and I want to get a hold of uh, Stefan and make sure it's cool that I do come by because I'm going to be up in Cleveland Monday fairly early in the day. So I could go hang out probably a half a day out at the HQ if, you know, they're good with it. So we're going to see what happens there. Yeah, if you can't get a hold of them, TJ's usually pretty good about responding back to messages. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I got I got Stephanie's oh, cell, so I can hopefully. Uh... Ooh. <laughs> hey, uh, question, question, uh, yeah. uh, technical issue here. Uh, Eddie's fiance Wendy, just messaged me, and she said she was trying to, type in the chat but youtube wouldn't let her youtube doesn't well, like Wendy. no idea why is she not in the right chat i mean is she not looking at the, the, the i i i wonder i wonder if you have to be logged into youtube 
Like yeah, you do. Account. Okay, that yeah, was. You have cool. to be logged in. If you're not logged in, then you can't. Yeah. Log in, Wendy. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, and 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 by the way, before we do get off here, um, Wendy's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Failed.com. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie is giving his fiance a hard time right now. <laughs> but we want to, we we do want to say we're praying for uh, Wendy's daughter. Um, Sadie. She's been in the hospital yeah. um, yep. with some issues. And uh, we just want to say uh, we hope everything works out and, uh, you know, she gets better quick and hopefully they let her out of the hospital tomorrow. So yep. Yep. everybody out there, uh, good thoughts to Wendy's daughter and uh, let's hope everything works out correctly. Absolutely. So guys, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on and listening to us. I know we're, you know, just kind of all over the place, but that's what we do so well. <laughs> yeah. We so again, um, everybody, thank you so much. Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Good night, guys. Got it. Good night, everybody. Later, fellas. Later, everyone. <laughs>